Welcome to Defender Discussions, a production of Dort University Athletics. Here with a look at all things Defender Athletics, your host, Bradley Lackman. Welcome back for another episode of Defender Discussions. Today's guest is Dort women's soccer head coach Alex Durbin. Alex is a graduate of Dort University, playing four seasons for the Defender men's soccer program and scoring 22 goals during his senior season. He also spent two seasons with the Sporting Kansas City affiliate team Caw Valley, serving as a team captain. Coach Durbin also worked as a graduate assistant with the Dort volleyball program, and most recently was the head coach for the Western Christian High School girls soccer team. In his first year as head coach of the Defenders, Dort earned a spot in the GPAC quarterfinals and had five all-GPAC selections. Now to our scores and schedules from around the Defender Athletic Program. Dort Baseball lost both of their matchups at Briarcliff last Friday and split with Hastings on Saturday, which included an 8-7 win in 11 innings. Single-season records were also broken in last weekend's series, as Jungju Kim set the single-season strikeout record with 80 while striking out 8 batters versus Hastings on Saturday. Logan Klein totaled 27 stolen bases on the year with 3 over the weekend, and Chase Edwards has brought in 44 runs to set the single-season RBI record. Softball split matchups with Hastings and Doan last weekend and will play at Morningside today and College of St. Mary tomorrow. In golf, men's golf placed 9th at the Red Raider Cup, and women's golf finished 7th at the Dort Invite. Dort Women's Volleyball won their NAIA opening round match versus Mid-America Nazarene 3-0 at DeWitt Gymnasium last Saturday. Allie Timmermans led Dort with 13 kills, and Megan Rassler had 26 assists. Here's the radio call of the moment the defenders advanced to the final site. Karina Beamers with service for the set and the match. Beamers, serve, floater, controlled by Matthews. Set goes outside, block put up, and the defenders are headed to Sioux City. The block put up by Bronner and Diego, and Dort wins it by a final score of 25 to 20. Next, Dort Women's Volleyball will play Bellevue on Tuesday, April 27, and Park on April 28 at the NAIA National Championship in Sioux City, which will be held at the Tyson Event Center. Men's Volleyball lost 3-0 to Ottawa in the opening round of GPAC tournament play, and following the season, eight men's volleyball student-athletes earned GPAC all-conference selections. To the first team, Andres Guzman and Caleb Kalesa. Second team, Luke Nelson, Levi Ewald, and Siobhan Barker. And honorable mentions, Boris Lee, Jeremy Van Bell, and Adam Van Elberg. Track and field was at the Sioux City Relays on April 16, in the men's 800 meter, Matthew Van Epps placed first and Peyton Malden third. Grant Brower finished third in the high jump. Luke Wagner was third in the 400 meter. The 4x100 team placed third and the 4x400 team of Micah Brands, Peyton Malden, Cole Zevenbergen, and Matthew Van Epps won the event. Matthew Van Epps was also named the GPAC Track Athlete of the Week. In the women's events at the Sioux City Relays, Micah Koistra finished third in the 800 meter. Emma Baker won the 400 meter. Cassie Bransma and Corey DeYoung tied for third in high jump. And the 4x400 team of Anne-Marie Stoit, Emma Baker, Annika Rick, and Micah Koistra placed first. 
This weekend, Dort Track and Field is at the USD Invite and at the Drake Relays. Cross Country ran at the NAIA National Championships in Cedar Rapids last weekend. The women's team placed 8th and the men's team placed 13th. Jessica Campman finished 31st overall, earning an All-American selection. Dort Football was selected for their first NAIA playoff appearance last weekend playing at Grandview. The defenders lost 38-10, but congratulations to Coach Penner and the football program on an unforgettable and historic season. Those are our scores and schedule updates for the week. Next up, our interview with women's soccer head coach Alex Durbin. Thank you for taking the time today to talk about your experience as a head coach with Dort Women's Soccer, and we appreciate your perspective as you share today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. So first of all, can you talk about your background, both as a player and a coach, and what led you to coach at Dort? Yeah, it was kind of crazy. I had no connection to Dort as I was looking to go to college, and I was initially looking for engineering and, and soccer. And being from Omaha, I think I just did a little Google search, found Dort, and I was like, yeah, two hours north, we'll go take a visit. So yeah, I enjoyed my four years of playing here uh, soccer-wise, and then jumping in to be a graduate assistant coach was enjoyable too. So after my four years, I stuck around to get my master's. And in those two years, I also had the opportunity to go down to Kansas City, and I played semi-professionally down there for sporting KC's team. And that was really cool to be able to play at a high level. We got to travel a little bit internationally, went to Canada and travel a lot domestically here in the States. So yeah, it was, a, it was a fun time, a great opportunity to be coached at a high level. Learned a lot those two summers, being able to play for that coach. And he did a phenomenal job of continuing to, yeah, j- just instruct me in the game and being able to learn about different positions. Uh, at Dort, I played mostly midfield and up top, but down for uh, Caw Valley when I was playing, it was uh, I played a lot more back and uh, center back and outside back. So yeah, I learned a lot about the game and that really translated to why I kind of wanted to get into coaching. Obviously, I wanted to play for as long as I could, which is why I tried to. And then I came back. My wife got a job back in this area after 2019 that summer, and we found our way back here. I was a volunteer assistant for the previous coach, Bill Elgersma, and that's when he decided he was retiring. So I said, hey, what a better opportunity to put an application in. And yeah, I'm lucky to be sitting here today. I'm, I'm glad. I appreciate Dort giving me the opportunity. And obviously, my wife and I, we love the area. We love Dort, love everything that it stands for. And um, yeah, I just want to make sure athletes that come through my program, come through the women's soccer program, have a good experience. Obviously, we want to enjoy soccer. We want to be able to do it the right way um, by loving God, loving our neighbor, being a great teammate, being a great student, and continuing to develop our faith. So, Your experience as a graduate assistant, that was in volleyball, correct? Yes, sir. So why, why volleyball and then why now? into soccer yeah so uh, the volleyball side was interesting so I (laughs) how I got connected with that was just we were playing on a Saturday and there was a couple of men's volleyball players there and they're like hey you should come out and try out for the team I was like yeah it's my second semester senior year I think I kind of want to ride this out I uh, woke up to an email from Chad Hansen the next morning saying I should come talk to him about volleyball. So I did, and he pulled me in. So uh, I played my senior year, uh, second semester, men's volleyball here. That was my first season ever playing competitively. I played growing up, just sand tournaments and just having fun with it, uh, but never played it competitively. So got into that, and then Chad was looking for some graduate assistance as I was graduating. And my wife, who my wife is now, was she had two years of college left, and the master's program was a two-year program. So there was a little bit of continuity that could we both graduate at the same time and uh, I love the the volleyball program in my time playing and playing for Chad. Chad was a phenomenal coach that I think I could have a lot to learn from. Uh, I think he and I both knew going into that that I don't know if my long-term goal was to stay into coaching for volleyball. 
I, I knew that coaching was something I wanted to do, whether that was with volleyball or with soccer. And um, soccer just ended up being my passion. And I learned a ton from Chad uh, and, and, and the way he coaches and the way he leads and the way he fosters a, a positive team culture. I think there was a lot of things that translate from volleyball coaching to my coaching now in soccer. So yeah, I had a lot to learn from the volleyball side, which was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, he helped me tremendously grow in a, in a lot of different ways and, and really helped me get to the position that I am now. So grateful to, to Chad taking a taking a risk on me and can you talk more about your experience playing semi-professionally yeah yeah so it was, a, it was a great opportunity all it was was an open tryout so I knew that I wanted to play as long as I could I expend every avenue I could to try to get to the professional level and uh, so I went down to Kansas City it was over a weekend it was an open tryout I knew absolutely nobody there I knew none of the coaches and Coach Ishvan Urbani, he's from uh, Hungary originally. He's actually still now in the States helping with um, uh, Sporting KC's first team, I believe. And yeah, I just ended up playing really well that weekend and basically had an opportunity playing as a striker in the open tryout as well as playing in the back line. He came up to me and said, hey, you ever played defense? He's like, you're tall, you win aerial balls, and I feel like you make a good defender. I said, I haven't, but I'll play where you want me. Heck, put me anywhere as long as I'm <laughs> as long as long I'm on the team. So he played me a little bit as a center back, played a little bit in the midfield, played a little bit outside back, and yeah, it was a great opportunity. My first season going down there, was the very first season. That was their inaugural season, and uh, they'd never had a team before. So it was kind of a, a trial for all, everybody, um, and it was a great opportunity. My second season going back down there in 2019, uh, we competed really hard, ended up making it to the finals of the Central Conference Tournament, and ended up just falling short of uh, a team from Michigan, and that would have gotten us into the, the national tournament side of things. So really good experience there, but we got to travel all over from Green Bay to Winnipeg to Thunder Bay, Canada, to down to um, Oklahoma City. And yeah, it was a great opportunity to play at a high level. And that eventually led into me also having a couple of trials for Union Omaha, which is a professional team, low level, lowest level professional, but it was one step up from USL League Two, which is what I was playing. They were USL League One. So I had three different trials for them, but that was also as I was applying for the head coaching job here at Dort. So I was kind of doing both um, and ended up taking the Dort job. And, and yeah, I'm grateful that I did. Um, this, is a, this is an incredible opportunity to be 26 years old and being able to be a head coach of, of a program here at Dort, of, of a program that I love and a school that I love. And moving into that head coaching role, now after your first season, what reflections do you have during your first year as a collegiate head coach? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this was a, a, a crazy year, uh, to say the least, in the sense of COVID and trying to, again, obviously being around the program in 2019, being a volunteer assistant, I think that helped with some continuity. I knew a lot of the girls, um, and I, I think that trust level was built, that I wasn't just some random guy coming into the program. That helped tremendously. Uh, but reflecting back on it, yeah, there's a lot of things that I want to continue to develop in this program. Uh, we're going through some individual meetings with our athletes right now and just asking them, hey, what are some things you love about this program? What are things that you've enjoyed that our coaching staff has done and enjoyed the, what the team has done? as well as what are some things that we can change? I know there's plenty of things that I need to be able to do better in the sense of uh, fostering and encouraging a great team culture. Currently going through the Messiah Method. I've, it's a book from Messiah College. Uh, it's a NCAA Division Three program, small Christian university, that they took a program that was struggling and they flipped it. And it's all based on team culture. It's not based on winning. Winning is the, the last factor and it's being able to do things the right way. So I've been personally going through that and, and trying to implement some of these things into our program and how we can kind of flip the team culture um, of, of women's soccer, especially in Northwest Iowa. Girls soccer uh, isn't a priority, which is fine. Uh, it's, it's, it's a challenge. It helps me put into perspective of how I can continue to 
take soccer in Northwest Iowa a certain direction. And I think we have the right girls on the program who, again, they care about the sport a ton, but they care about the other things. They care about growing in their faith. They care about their academics. Our team finished with a 3.76 this last year, Team GPA, which was number one in the nation for women's soccer, NAI-wise. And yeah, I think that just stands for who they are as individuals, um, that they're caring about all the right things. And I think if we continue on this path, there's some really good things that can come from the soccer side. Um, I think we'll start seeing some results on the scoreboard, which is exciting. So I think the biggest thing is continuing to pull in some top athletes who fit our culture well, but who have also played at a high level just in their club or high school as well. So uh, exciting times, challenging times, and there's still plenty of things that I need to continue to grow into my coaching to, to be the best coach that I can be for these young women. And that leads very well into our next question. What are some of the building blocks that you hope to continue, maybe some building blocks that you established this season and hope to continue to build upon yeah. this year? Uh, I'd say the biggest thing is just the individuals. We have some phenomenal senior leaders uh, this year who have just recently, they'll be graduating here in a few weeks. They've left a lasting impression on these girls. A lot of them looked up to these individuals and they've made a huge impact for the direction that this program wants to go from specifically our mission. Uh, we do everything to glorify God as a teammate, as a classmate, and as a citizen. And if that's our focus, I can wholeheartedly believe that uh, we're going about soccer the right way and going about Christian competition. I think some of the other building blocks is one thing that we're struggling with right now is understanding that we can do that and compete to glorify God, but also compete and leave everything on the field and compete fiercely in practice and in games. I think as we continue to build our team culture, build a strong relationship with one another, build that thick layer of trust at this bottom of the pyramid of what we want to see our, our program do, I think if we continue to work on that, work on that trust, work on that team culture, we're able to be more competitive because we're, we know we're going against each other, competing in practice every single day. And it's not because, oh man, she's going in hard on that challenge because she's being mean. It's because we trust each other. We, we wholeheartedly love each other, but we can also compete fiercely. I think those things can go hand in hand. I think that's the biggest thing that our team is struggling with right now. But that's things that we've been talking about in our individual meetings. It's encouraging to hear some of the things that they're saying related to these topics. And I, I won't go any deeper in, than that, but it's it's encouraging. I'm, I'm looking forward to this next year. Obviously, looking back, lots of things I wish I could have changed about how I coached in practices, how I coached in games, but that's how you develop. I mean, uh, this is a learning curve for me. It's a learning curve for some of our girls who, who are continuing to grow in their knowledge of the game. I think we have a lot of very talented athletes this year. I think we've got to continue to grow in our level of grit, our level of competition, our our fiery drive. I think having that while continuing to hold true to, to what we believe and why we want to play sports here at Dort. The nature of college athletics is that students will graduate, they may transfer, but team culture is an aspect that is sustainable. Can you talk about team culture? Yeah, uh, from the team culture-wise, like I said, competing fiercely, that's our focus. Uh, we want to buy into what we're doing. I think my level of expectations and standards have continued to develop even from the fall to the spring, and I think they're going to develop a lot more from this spring into next fall as we start our preseason in August. So continuing to raise my level of expectations and having our girls continue to match that, I think that's important. Um, if my expectations and my athletes' expectations don't align, we got to have some sort of conversation to be able to figure out, hey, uh, why is it not aligning? What are some some of the differences that we have in our understanding of the game as well as our understanding of why we're competing? And I think that's the biggest thing. And I think, again, having these senior leaders in Kristen in, she graduated in December, uh, Sarah Creasel, Elena Van Zalen, those three were senior captains. The things that they did to instill into these women, the younger ones, 
uh, was huge because they each of those individuals did all three of those things. They cared about their faith. They cared about competing and going hard into challenges in practice, hard into challenges in games, and continuing to raise that level of expectations of what we want from our underclassmen. Them setting that precedence leaves a lasting impression on our juniors who are going to be these, these captains ne this next year, our sophomores that are going into their junior years to be upperclassmen. And I think uh, because of their work, and again, I can't thank them enough, I think, again, that's just adding one more layer of trust and a building block for us to really step up to that next level this next year and my expectations as well as their expectations. So five years down the road, where do you see this program? Hopefully back at the national tournament. Uh, I'm hoping that we can get there. I think what it's going to come down to is, is recruiting well. It's going to be trusting each other, and it's going to be finding that level of competition in practice. I think that's the biggest thing. We have the talent. We have the ability. It's now going out and being able to actually perform. And part of it's on our coaching staff to continue to raise those levels of competitions by doing the right drills, by having competitive drills in, in practice that we're keeping score. It's okay that there's winners and losers. It's okay. That's the thing. That's the beauty of the game of soccer. I think that's the exciting part. And I, I hope that we start to see that. I think that uh, we have a lot of individuals on our team who do see that. And um, it's, it's getting some others to buy in. And I think that's the key. And uh, again, from the, the team culture side, going back to that, we have a lot of individuals who love each other. As I'm having these individual meetings, I said, hey, what's one thing? They're like, we just love the girls on the team. And I'm like, heck yeah, that's it. I'd rather have that and, and lose games than have a bunch of girls on the team that do not get along. They don't, they don't like each other. They hate coming out to practice. And heck, we might win games with that team, but that doesn't make this sport enjoyable. This sport's enjoyable by going out and playing it with, with individuals you love. So from that side of things, I couldn't ask for a better team. Um, I think it's just continuing to grow in that competitive side and, and trusting each other and, and then loving each other. And looking back again at this last season, it was a strange season. You know, you played, yeah. you finished in October, late October, and then pick up back again for two more games in the spring. Overlooking all of that, what do you see as the milestones, as the highlights of the 2020 season? Yeah, a strange season to say the least. Um, I think uh, in all fairness, our, our girls, I, I got to give it to them. To play soccer from August all the way until April, that's a challenge. And not stopping. I mean, we didn't have a stop. We came back in January. And we hit the ground running with our, our winter training. And normally, obviously, the spring is our opportunity to, to lay off, more focus on individual growth, both technically and tactically, and in, in, in understanding the game. So, yeah, uh, from the milestones, uh, again, I, I'd say being able to compete at a high level, make it to the uh, quarterfinals of the, the GPAC tournament. We played some high-level quality opponents this year. I've uh, yet to see a GPAC women's soccer conference this level. I mean, last year we had Midland finish at the top. They won both their uh, they won the regular season and the tournament last year. They finished one step above us in seventh place, um, and they ended up winning their quarterfinal game and made it on to the semifinal and ended up losing. But from the competition side, these teams in the GPAC are very competitive, and we have our hands full. We have a lot of work to continue to do, but we did some amazing things from competing against uh, Hastings. We haven't beat Hastings, I think, in 10 years. We haven't taken them to overtime in a very long time. Most of the time, it's not competitive. We played Hastings. We took them to overtime, ended up losing a heartbreaker in the second half of overtime to a very good goal, to be fair. But again, our ladies played extremely well through that game. We took on a, uh, a number 
18, I believe at the time, Briarcliff team in the quarterfinals of the GPAC tournament were only down one nothing at half and showed some really good signs and, and ended up finding the back of the net in the second half, but still ended up falling a little bit short. Plenty of highlights from this past season from individual accolades, a uh, couple uh, athletes being on the second team all-conference, a couple of honorable mentions. From that side of things, I think it was really good. I think our expectations of these athletes were really high, especially with a young group. Yes, we had nine seniors. But looking at our starting 11, we had four or five of those that were freshmen in that role uh, in that starting group this past season, which is exciting. Uh, our midfield had two freshmen and a sophomore. We had a goalkeeper who was a freshman in goal, had a freshman in the center back position. Uh, so to, to have this young of group while we're continuing to develop our team culture and our expectations, I think is huge because they don't know anything different. They didn't have a, a season prior to this. This is their first year, and now it's really just a building block to, the, to, to catapult us into this next level of competition. So excited for the 2021-2022 season. we got a lot of work to do over the summer, but a lot of fun things and exciting things that are happening behind the scenes. Certainly. And finally, what are your goals for the next season? Goals for this next season. Uh, personally, uh, I have plenty of goals uh, for myself as well as for the team. I'd love to be able to finish in that top four of the GPAC regular season this year so that we're able to host a conference game. At, at the beginning of August, when we come back, or mid-August, I guess, when we come back, uh, yeah, we're going to sit down as a team. And I like to be able to do this as a unit, that we're able to create some team goals for ourselves, both as a team as well as individual goals. And we sit down and we try to uh, pick the, the top ones. For me, I'd say uh, finding a level of competition that we're not taking a day off. We're able to go out every single day and compete wholeheartedly and fight fiercely, even against one another. And I think building that into and how we play is going to be crucial. And I think we, we have to be able to find that if we want to find the top four of the, of the GPAC tournament this next year. Again, we're going to have some very tough competition. And being able to do so is going to require us to find something deep within us to, to find a little bit of a competitive edge to us, find a little bit of heart, find a little bit of passion. Uh, that's one thing you can't coach. You can't coach athletes to be passionate. They either have it or they don't. And um, I, I think this group has it. And I think we're just starting to find it and really buy into what that means for us as a team. Thank you again for taking the time to have this conversation today. I greatly appreciate it. No, I appreciate and, you having uh, me. We'll look forward to watching your team compete next season. Thanks. I appreciate it. This has been Defender Discussions. Watch for future releases on the Dort Athletics website and on our social media outlets.